bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to our Dumb Gay Podcast. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about all the dumb gay shit happening in the world like we're talking about reality TV. And we are two weeks, Memo, into our video Patreon podcast. It's very surreal. I know that we are bugging about it every week, and I know that our 14 listeners are like, no one cares about your fucking video (laughs) Patreon. But I'm here to let you guys know for the second week in a row, we care. And you know who else does? Nate Bell. Hmm. Okay, Mr. Nathan Bell. Okay. Also known as Nate. He sent us a beautiful email to Julie Brandy. I don't know if that's what it is. Is it Julie Brandy? Julie Brandy podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Julie that one? Brandy podcast at gmail.com. For all the questions, comments, and concerns, Nate is a subscriber to our video Patreon and he sent us this email. Okay. He says, Hey guys, I never thought I'd actually write you, but I saw Brandy's glowing face in the drug den and I was just overcome. <laughs> So today is the unveiling of the long-awaited video portion of the podcast, and I couldn't be happier. I've fallen asleep to you two divas every night for the past four years. You've come with me on every road trip. You've packed up an apartment with me. You've started a new life with a new job and a new place with me. You make me laugh. You make me cry. You make me laugh when I want to cry. I'm just so damn happy I get to see you guys live now, too. You're like my dear friends and sisters I've yet to meet. Thank you for all the content that I get to enjoy and re-enjoy every day. Thank you for the new video features. It's the best damn $8 and now $12 (laughs) that I could imagine spending. Thank you for being the drug-fueled hearts that you are. The world is a better place because you're in it. All the love from our drug den to yours, Nate Bell. How sweet, isn't it? That's a reason to keep going. It really is. That is so First of all, I like being called diva like the way I like Mm. being called ma'am. Mm. I like being called Miss Brandy. Oh, well, Miss Brandy, mm-hmm. ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. I'm like not even mad at it. Like divas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not mad at that either. I wish somebody would call me Miss Julie. But like he did it. say you two divas. I'm into being a diva. Mr. I'm, Nate. I'm fine with all of it. I like all the gender pronouns that they I get given. Well, it's more of an old lady pronoun. And well, I'm so here for wrong. it. <laughs> I'm wrong. feeling very good about him saying that we're divas. He made me feel so good. I really like that he said we went with him to all of his moves. I love that. I love that. Now I'm going to think like, I just love, because I know I do that with people I listen to. Yeah. Moves and packing and bathroom and showering and cleaning and, you know, yeah. Sometimes so you I love feel that. like you couldn't even move if you didn't have. Oh my God. Or driving somewhere. Yeah. 
you All couldn't do these it. hard transitions if it weren't for these like safety things. So mm-hmm. it really feels super nice. And I love that, that, that email from Nate. What was our email again? Our email is juliebrandypodcast at gmail.com. Juliebrandypodcast at mm-hmm. gmail. Now, just a quick note about our Patreon podcast. There's no ads. There's no politics. It's just laughs and shooting the shit. Some would call it a show about nothing, and they would be correct. <laughs> um, but I feel like that can be very soothing. Yeah. Sometimes it's a show about something. Sometimes it's about nothing. But we're doing three one-hour-long podcasts a week. Plus video episodes, if you like to watch video, if you're a fan of YouTube. Now, we're not on YouTube. We're on Patreon, Mm -hmm. but they're one hour long video episodes, or you can just listen on Apple or whatever. Go to julieandbrandy.com or click on the link in the description of this episode. They go up every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 10 a.m. That is correct. Three days a week. Listen, it's three days a week. We're doing a three day a week now, three day a week show. Four. Now there's four shows a week. Including this one. Yeah. We finally got a photo from our Arkansas sister, mm. Salty Jen. Ooh. Salty Salty Jen finally sent us her picture for the drug den bulletin board, along with an ultra soft blanket mm. that had a picture of <laughs> Peewee on it. Right, Mamo? Yeah, it's so cute. It's on the it's on the guest bed right now. Yeah. Jen, we love this blanket. Maverick and Goose love it the most. Mm -hmm. We've had it on the bed. We've had it in the carrier. We've had it on the chair. (laughs) It's just a really, really soft blanket with the picture of Pee-wee. It's crazy because Jen had already sent us a gay guys and their feelings Mm -hmm. voicemail. Right. But this is, we have not, and we have hung out with Jen in actual Arkansas. Right. But we don't have Jen's picture. Okay. So it's pretty, like, exciting that sh- that we're going to have her picture. She did it the opposite of the way we like to do it. We normally like to have our 14 listeners send their picture. So when we do a live show, we recognize them. Right. Jen didn't send her picture. We <laughs> met her in real life. In real Arkansas. It's like Layla, who we met in Atlanta, who then sent her photo. Right. Right. But we prefer to have your picture before we meet you in real life so we recognize you. Yeah. But we want everyone's pictures. So here we finally got Salty Gems. Yeah. She says, hey, y'all, I wrote a big, long, sappy note when I was blackout, <laughs> but I will save you from all that. However, I do have to gush on a little. I was not in a good place right before the live Arkansas show was announced. I think I was punishing myself for past mistakes. Uh, and then in, in parentheses, opioid epidemic, baby. Anyway, I knew I couldn't show up looking all gross and unkept, quite frankly. I started therapy, taking better care of myself, not just being a mom. Kids were great. I was trash. I hadn't even sent in a photo for the drug den because I was too self-conscious. I still need a ton of work, but y'all truly are the reason I broke out of my funk. All that to say thank you and I love y'all forever and I'm always down to support whatever y'all do. Congrats on this next venture. It's going to be amazing. And I've wanted y'all to do this for so long. Get that YouTube ad revenue. I think you need 4K subscribers to start getting the money. So when it's up and going, don't feel thirsty and buggy by asking all your new thousands of patrons to subscribe. Sorry for the notes. I ordered the blanket the day we got the news about Pee Wee. It might be too hard, but I have one for my most beloved Heidi that I had for 17 years. I also thought it could be used on future projects so he would still be on the couch with y'all. 
I've held on to it for some reason. I was thrilled for the serious gig, but did but it didn't feel right. <laughs> but moving onward and upward, I think it's perfect for your new dumb gay podcast and video format. May he always be remembered. Okay, too long. I know. Y'all just make my heart and brain burst with happiness. Love y'all always. Salty Jen. And thanks for saving me. Seriously. Wow. Here's a picture with her with I don't need your notes, babe, in front of, I think it's Harry Potter. Oh, that's so cute. Very cute. And then I'm assuming this is uh, her two kids. All the babies we met. And we met her husband. kids. Oh, right. That's right. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Her kids are so, so, so cute. She, yeah. She had sent us, like, I think, um, like, maybe an email where she was like, here's my dumb gay kids, like, before. <laughs> but mm. we didn't have one for the for the drug den. And we love Jen. And we didn't know when we were in Arkansas that she was feeling any kind of way. You know what I mean? I had no, no. We no. had no idea. And we were feeling completely every kind of way because we're completely tragic. And, and you don't have anything to be embarrassed about no, or ashamed of. Ever. I mean, God, ever, please. Ever, ever, We've been there and back and back again and back there and there we and back there. and there and back. So... You Please know, don't feel weird. No, you can't. There's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. All you do is, like what you said, you, you go, you work, you do what you, you can do. That's yeah. all you can do. What can you do? Get your picture that you feel the best about and send it to us. What's our address, my mom? 321 North Pass Avenue, number 219, Burbank, California, 91505. Here's Laura from Portland who sent us a picture port postcard. Now, this is... Post the, normally we recommend people use post snap quite expensive. I feel like that probably costs people like 10 bucks, which is so fucking annoying. That should cost $2, but okay. <laughs> Laura from Portland did it. We're happy. She did it. And we have her picture now. It's her and her sister. Yeah. It's very cute. The two of them. They look, are they twins? I don't know. Mm. They're gay. They look gay. <laughs> One of them's gay. Laura's gay. Uh-huh. Uh, Julian Brandy, this is so long overdue, it's embarrassing. I'm an OG14 from way back finding Julie on YouTube doing stand-up, my gay only on the internet phase at 16. You both have gotten me through so much over the years, losing my mom unexpectedly, next oh, level no. breakups, growing as a person, just to name a few. It is only fitting. That means the sister lost the mom, too. Yeah, that's sad. Horrific. That sucks. It's only fitting you see a glimpse of my gay life in Portland 2023. I believe in you both so much. You will always have a fan and friend in me. P.S. That's my sister and dog Suki. Ciao, babies. XOXO, Laura. I, I love the name Suki. Very cute. That dog is okay. I don't tell. That's, that's cool. So sad that she lost her mom. She's really so sad. young that's for that so to sad. happen. It and it's sad for anyone to experience that, but... Turn her sister, being lesbian lovers. Just kidding. Laura, just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, that's hilarious. Let me see. No, I love them, and I love her. She never gave her last name, which I think is interesting just because she's one of our original 14, and she was just kind of, like, lurking, mm. like, on the internets. Right. So that's also a thing that's close to my heart, where people, they whether they find your stand-up or Big Gay Sketch Show or in your box office or whatever, and they're like... They're gay babies and they're not, you know, out yet, you know, so it's like a thing of. I mean, listen, really I know. That I don't know that anyone didn't know, but well, I, they didn't know with me until you know what I mean? It's so cute. You thought they're twins. They probably are. That is so cute. I love a like a baby gay who's mm. 
just like, like the coming of age. It's not easy, man. It's not easy. We really put a lot of it things on like, just come out. Like, how hard is it? It's like, yeah. It's not even. It's not even just coming out. I think coming out and admitting you listen to this is embarrassing. <laughs> it's probably I like think, full gay, but is the one well, admit she listens to this. I mean, now <laughs> more than even even in Big Gay Schedule, which isn't even that long ago. There's a million more even like options of what it is that you think you may be. Right. So that's confusing too. Right. So I think when you see someone that you fully and and fully can relate to and be like, wait, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So that makes me feel very very. Um, good validated validated i think like recently you've been feeling maybe not seen or Mm -hmm. not worthy or 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 something you've been feeling i don't want to just put words on it but and that's really sweet of her and there has been there have been tons of people who were you and big a sketch up meant the world to them and and that's a really young girl very meaningful and that is very meaningful to me and I do appreciate, especially when somebody is like, I was a lesbian and I was a butch lesbian or whatever. Like for me, I didn't have, you know, when you find that secret role model that you stumble on, you're like, oh my fucking God, I exist. I exist. Yeah. That's a powerful moment and one that should never be taken away from anyone. And we, I want to remind you that that's still happening for people, even though it might not feel like it. Mm-hmm. Now, Lynette. Okay. Lynette lives in Eagle Rock. Okay. Lynette has sent to us approximately 2.5 miles away. <laughs> yes. A gift box that we haven't opened. Yeah. A letter and her picks for the drug den, which is a perfect. We do never want gifts without photos. Okay. We so would, we most we most importantly, like Laura from Portland, we want your we want your you want your picture. That's what we want more than anything. Okay. So we've got pictures. We've got a cute dog and we've got a letter. Okay. Greetings from Eagle Rock. What a fucking few weeks, huh? I'm on this roller coaster of emotion with you, currently oscillating between fury, vengeance, I'm the pettiest bitch, try me, and disappointment. Next stop, indifference for the emperor. This is kickstarting your revolution and the next even more powerful chapter. I listened to DG housekeeping about 20 times and I feel so energized by the path you're on. You two are so talented and have provided me with the best giggles of all time. I am newer to the world of B and J, but fell in love immediately. I just saw y'all in Irvine and actually got to call on the day Joey was there. So I got to chat with you that one time. (laughs) Cunt box wasn't manning the phones that morning. My lucky day. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean this to be too invasive or as giving notes because you don't need them. But as a person that's worked in marketing and running e-com businesses the past 20 years, I can't help but throw some thought starters your way. It feels like a new show, new chapter, and that's a great time to refresh and reconsider everything. Please take these questions, ideas with a grain of salt with my perspective looking in. I want you to keep building upon your success. And if any of these trigger an idea, amazing. Okay, now we have like a bullet point. Big picture goals. Not sure what your KPIs, key performance indicators. Yes, I'm a core monkey sometimes. Are for this new show. Is it exposure, revenue, etc.? What are 6, 12, 24 month benchmarks and goals? Do you know the why? Why are you doing this? No, Lynette. Which should anchor everything. Absolutely not. Site and creative. Does this site and photography reflect your current vibe? No. Or is it time to update? Do we need a new logo? Yes. What other info should live on the site? We don't have any. Merch. I feel like you have so much opportunity here. I would die for a Chow Babies t-shirt, 
Julie can make downloadable rings with her hello, etc. Updated photography with actual merch on YouTube would no doubt sell it. Maybe think about what percentage of sales <laughs> merch generates now and what a new and what's a new goal. Lynette, I could go on and on she's here. She's basically like an Elon Musk type of I think we should hire her. Yeah. <laughs> Stopping myself. Communications. Should you start a new handle at Dumb Gay every day and start being more active on social? Yes. yes. Promoting the schedule, engaging with fans. Should you start checking DMs? Mm. Ooh. And we should, but we won't. No. And, contact, and contact us forms from the site. We do have that. Maybe it's a bandwidth thing, but could be missed opportunities. I got the handle for you in case someone else snatched it. If you want to use it, let me know and I'll send the password. I think it's wonderful you set out a schedule to ease everyone's mind. That's a great thing for fans to look forward to, me included. Again, I can't help myself in sharing these ideas, so I hope you aren't offended. All your supporters are rallying around you and want to help if we can just ask i'm sure you have a creative circle but i also know <laughs> photographers designers podcast producers etc if you need don't get overwhelmed just think of all the opportunities ahead if you ever need help or to brainstorm i offer myself 100 at no cost of course it's the least i could do for all you've done for me you both give me life adore y'all enjoy some of my fave treats i see gummy tinnies in your future and just listen to pickleball karate so had to get this tomato candle in front of you it's my fave just like you two ciao babies lynette i mean wow i feel like we did just get a consultation for free and it was a very good so all of those questions so are what are her pictures perfect. like Okay, so here's Lynette in her yard with her dog. Her dog's name is Lulu. Lynette and Lulu. Very cute. Oh, she's like Pickle Goes West, right? Yep. I was thinking her dog might be named Pickles, but nope, it's Lulu. And Lulu's very cute, and so is Lynette. So I'm opening the what's in the box now. And what we have is, yeah, this is Aroma Heirloom Tomato Candle. How does that smell? Mmm. Mmm. Oh, wow. That is nice. That is so... That is another level. Yeah, that's like... I don't even know It's almost is. like when we had that cocktail in Paris. Yes. Right? Yep. yep. It's so wow. nuanced and yeah. deep. Yeah. And like, a, how much did this cost her? This seems like a very expensive candle. Like, fucking what's her name fucking joe malone go suck a bunch of dicks this thing is i can't really can't tell you guys it's making my mouth water look how juicy my yeah. mouth is like, <laughs> <laughs> wow now, Lynette, thank you okay so inside the box there's a another box okay a dior box okay so that's did she repurpose something. a Dior box yeah. or is this a Dior? No, okay. it's repurposed. I hope we don't have anything Dior in this box. No, but we okay. do have drugs, gummies. Woo! My favorite drugs from Eagle Rock. Yeah, <laughs> I think those are regular gummies like from the Trader Joe's. Here is. Oh, a, you oh. mean those are not drugs? No, these are soft Just, and chewy gummy oh, okay. candy from Trader Joe's. Wait, is which there I'm drugs? Thrilled. Um, there is a cannabis-infused... Here we go again. Lynette sent drugs from Eagle Rock. Woo! There's one more thing. Okay. We have non-drug gummies, drug gummies, and I'm hoping this is alcohol. <laughs> I think you might be right. Is that a bottle of alcohol, Lynette? <laughs> yes, it is. What is it's it? It's a bottle of Belvedere Vodka. <gasps> 
Lynette sent drugs from Eagle Rock. Woo! And Belvedere. <laughs>
I took a, a noose up into the middle of the courtyard and said, where's Mike Pence and Nancy Pelosi? I'm going to kill them. I, I didn't know I that tied was... a noose, which, of course, my granddaddy <laughs> taught me how to tie just like my granddaddy before him. <laughs> but these are family nooses. These are our heritage. Anyway, America's doing great. Now. It's doing wonderful. Um... <laughs> let's talk shit about Lauren Boebert. Speaking okay. of now, oh. garbage. Let's just clarify okay. for the people, okay. for the babies, for the kids, that okay. Lauren Boebert, she's a member of Congress. Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> she's 36. Um, She uh, represents Colorado's third district since 2021. Mm-hmm. One can only hope this is ending this year or next year i don't know she won by like five votes or something so the extensions are thick they're cascading down and she was at a a fucking local she was in she went to see uh beetlejuice with her beau at the time and in denver at whatever their you know theater is in denver Packed right. theater to see to see the show. It was the musical, and it was packed. And good for them for seeing show. theater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for seeing a musical. At least they support live theater. Okay. Yeah, they at least they're theater. supporting American music theater. <laughs> we need that. We need that. Um, and then they just didn't realize there was a closed closed circuit uh, uh, camera recording everything they were doing, which started with her vaping. Which then a lady went and was like, "Excuse me, can you stop?" And she was like, waved her off. She then went ahead and was waving her arms around. She was being loud. She's being a thirst bucket. Taking and then, selfies. Taking take selfies. It. She took like mm-hmm. 30 selfies with the flash on. During the show. And to top yeah. it all off, she and her boyfriend or whatever, lover, um, decided to fully grope each other in during the show. Tits out, rubbing her nipples, putting her boobs out, putting her boobs back in. She's rubbing his dick and he's fingering her in the fucking show. Now, nobody on the news well, wants to say those things out loud, but I'm right. glad we just got to say that. Okay? No, absolutely. And I mean, that is what happened. They're constantly, and they have to cut away from it because there might be children watching the news, just like there were children in the theater. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I will say, though, one thing the news is not talking about, um, if you haven't seen Beetlejuice the musical, <laughs> it is a very <laughs> sexual. So oh. they really went in a, and they really kind of swung for the rafters. I know when I saw it, I masturbated uh, yeah. violently. <laughs> throughout i mean just when they do when they do the shrimp cocktail possession scene uh, i had nipple clamps on i had a rubber ball gag in and you were alone you weren't even with anyone yeah i was just i was just at a read through uh A friend of mine was the intimacy coach, and so uh, I won't be invited back to her job again. Obviously. I can't even go to the show, or else I know that I'll stand. Yeah, I'll sh- I, just I can't shove things think in of me. A less sexual musical, too. Like honestly, like, like he, I mean, so like, turned on. there are there are like it's not like you were at like Sweet Charity and they were doing Hey Big Spender, mm-hmm. and you got. And I have a degree in music theater, and I don't think I've ever been sexually aroused by anything in music theater. It is 
it is one of the less oh, sexual please. of the art forms because it's ridiculous. What possesses like- you to start finger blasting <laughs> during while uh, while like the old lady is smoking out of like her neck. daylight coming? <laughs> yeah, go go <laughs> there was a point in the video though, and I have I I couldn't believe what I was saying. I had to watch it multiple times. Okay, of course. And then I came while came, touching. And then, yeah, <laughs> right. Because it takes forever for Julie to come. It took forever. <laughs> However, <laughs> however, I, I, I just couldn't believe, and I, because we don't know what part of the show it was, but he, he starts with her boobs and he takes them out of her fucking dress. And I'm like, you just know, I mean, also I saw her walking out, giving the finger to the, I nurse, so. you know, that dress. I mean, it was like barely I, containing, oh, the tits. barely, it the tits was barely containing. Out. I mean, and I am not someone to slut shame. I, I am a slut. I identify as a slut. Some, you know, I, I, my mother is a slut. Uh, I come <laughs> from, from all, line of all the women in my family uh, are sluts. The grandmother before her is a slut. We're family sluts. Proud sluts. Um, <laughs> the locally sluts. But, I mean, known. there's also just it's, yeah, a chapter. Yeah, it's and the, again, the irony is going to be she's probably going to be one of the people who bitches about the dress code in Congress, which I know you want to talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then she's out there nipples a go go tallying bananas as the song goes. <laughs> I feel like I. I'm not even mad at like a horny moment in a dark theater. Yeah, even, but like course. you're literally a horny moment. You want to make out. You want to put yeah. your hand in your boyfriend's crotch in the dark theater. Yeah. The blah, problem blah, blah. is her and her fucking sanctimonious yeah. lies and yeah. hypocrisy about drag queen shows, yep. family right. values, grooming. These people are always the problem, though. I mean, I guarantee like, you know. Let, let's I mean it, is Lawrence the one who's married to the man who is like on the fucking predator list because he exposed himself <laughs> to teenage girls in a bowling alley yeah. yes you know what I mean like mm-hmm. you know Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to preach family values and preach how gays are ruining marriage and she cheated on her husband mm-hmm. you know what I mean like she had an extramarital affair and fucked him over like it's these are always the people where I'm like, honey, as soon as we check their backgrounds, I guarantee you anyone Lauren Bobert is attracted to should be followed by the police. <laughs> right. You know? They're on a list. I mean the level of, like, yeah, of point just, blank hypocrisy just... of going, drag queens shouldn't have story hour because apparently children are gonna be like doing threesomes in the aisles mm-hmm. of the right, drag queen story right. aisle. But you're I mean story hour, and then you're gonna go to Beetlejuice. Which, as Brad right. said, is the mo- one of the most, uh, as they all are, very unsexy right. shows. And sit there and, and you're like... Go- and you're going to have your fucking bloated, <laughs> fucking y'all Kata boyfriend with the tie that doesn't even fit around his neck stick his fucking sausage fingers up in you. <laughs> It was the the removal of the boobs was by yeah. far at least because if you fit if it's you put your hands in a crotch if you put <laughs> your hands in a crotch Brad, so good you're like a, it's just preposterous it's, it is it's the preposterous kind of I mean like go go boys in West Hollywood aren't allowed to wear even remotely see through underwear like the, yeah. like the bars have been fine and that's go-go boys in an adults only environment yeah right you know what i mean where it's like like you know literally other than breastfeeding at a nudist <laughs> like there is no there is no business in america where it's like tits out other than a strip club no. and i love strip clubs <clears throat> and i support the unionization of strippers <laughs> but this woman 
gets like this woman sits on committees that decides how tax dollars get used. Yeah, and the tax dollars that are taken away from drag right. shows and gay people and prides. and prides and anything. And what's even more egregious and hypocritical is that the boy man or whatever the date she was with owns a bar that hosts drag shows. Of oh, course, wow. of course, of course. It's the height. They're just she's the biggest I was so hypocrite. grossed out by how she and this is it's so like I'm going to flip you off in traffic because you accidentally right. cut me off while right. you were, you know, day drunk right or whatever uh, she just is such a worthless trash it's just, yeah. just a well, trash and box this I'm is the problem with is. american yeah. democracy america decided 40 years ago that the best people and the people we should choose as our elected representatives at the national level are people we would want to have a beer with <laughs> yeah you don't choose a surge a heart surgeon based on would you want to have a beer with them are they relatable to you? Of course they're not relatable to you. You want one of the top 10 heart surgeons in the world. They have nothing in common with you. <laughs> they have dedicated their entire life to one very extreme expertise and they don't care about anything else. And they certainly don't care about you. And that's why they're going to save your fucking life. And we used to want that in politicians. We used to want people who worked for us, not people who were like us. Mm. The Laura Boberts, the Marjorie, people have gotten into this habit of electing people where they're like, well, they're like me. So then I feel like I'm represented. Well, good luck with that. How far has that gotten you? Yeah, like you I know? might flip someone off when I'm thrown out of the Abbey for the third time <laughs> right. during the day. Right, but we're not supposed to be right. sitting on the war committee. And if we're, yeah, and if we're at work. There's plenty of behaviors that right. I don't do while I'm at work. The fact that she Absolutely. thinks she can be out at a public fucking show mm -hmm. and not consider herself at work yep. and is acting well, and like a horny. Saying, like years ago, listen, yeah. I mean, he literally is Voldemort. But you know what we've never seen Mitch McConnell do? Right. Act inappropriate in front of children yeah. in a theater or a restaurant. Yeah, or a He bar. never you know I mean? fingered fucking his right. wife in the right. theater. Okay, And you know what? If I just need to say this. At least keep it to the fingering where it's down low. Right. You see, you <laughs> Under the skirt. You no, when we've got, what are you doing? When we've got tits akimbo. When yeah. We've got yeah. Tits akimbo. The preposterous tit. The preposterous tit. It's like at least keep it on the down low. You could do all. You Nobody would have noticed anything if you hadn't fucking had your tits out. You well, dumb idiot. Because she was vaping oh, into the oh, pregnant all, woman's oh, you know, fetus yeah. and also flash taking flash selfies. Just being a, just a third asshole. Okay, Brad, let's get into, I don't know how you feel about Bill Maher or even Drew Barrymore. <laughs> no, obviously Drew Barrymore. America's sweetheart, honey. It, I mean, it's the summer of strikes. I just want to say this. Just Let's just blanket it. There's, right now, we already know, like, the Screen Actors Guild, which is all of our, we are all three in the Screen Actors Guild. Yes. Now, I'm not in the WGA. Are you two? I am not. I am not. We're we're WGA adjacent. Adjacent. Yes. We have worked as writers. Yes, yes. but non-union writers. Right, non-union. We have, we have done that. That's true. Okay. Well, the auto workers have just started striking against the three biggest like right. uh, like auto manufacturers. The city of LA is on strike. Hotel yep. workers are on strike. Yep. Railroad workers, UPS, nurses, service employees, flight attendants and Amazon. This is all happening yeah. currently. Mhm. Mm what are your thoughts in general, but most importantly, Bill Maher and Drew Barrymore, Brad, saying that 
they're going to return with their shows. And now they're saying they're going to walk it back. Right. Um, I mean, well, I think two things. Well, first of all, I think there's no coincidence that very quickly we're looking at dozens of unions across dozens of industries um, in this country and other countries striking. And that is because we are now actually at a greater wealth inequality level than we were in the Gilded Age. <laughs> um I mean, literally, we are hundreds of times more economically unequal than in the Gilded Age. And in the Gilded Age, the unions not only strike, they like murdered and burned down the factories and the factory owners. So I, I think this current movement would also be a lot more successful if we got back to burning shit down. <laughs> I say it all the time. It's time to burn shit down. <laughs> the French Revolution was a lot more effective than the Cold War and cost everybody a lot less heartache. Because <laughs> you popped off heads. Um, and then you got back to business. Mm. But uh, what I will say, I think Drew and Bill are very different. I think no one was shocked that Bill would come back. Um, uh, I think I, I what shocked me is that he was willing to say the most egregious quiet part out loud. And I think a statement he should never be allowed to walk back at it, that it when he said writers and the members of these unions now feel like they are owed a living. I love And that like, is not true. How So first of all, no one is saying that by just being a member of any union, you are owed a living. Um, in fact, SAG after and the WGA and the Directors Guild and Actors Equity have some of the lowest full-time employment rates of any union in the nation. So, And that is not what any of us are fighting for. But the idea that you think, Bill, <laughs> if, if I may call you that, <laughs> that you think people who have reached the success level still should not be able to make a living. No one is saying that just by joining the Writers Guild or joining SAG after you should make, you know, a, a living wage every single year, regardless of whether you work or not. What we're saying is people are working full time like people on his show. If you are a TV writer... There's not much room for growth after working on a show like Bill's on a, a network like HBO. Right. You are at the top of your game. You are in the highest bracket of your union. And if you still, after 10, you know what I mean? I know people in the WGA and in sag after who are, are still delivering Uber Eats as they drive past the billboard of their show. Yep. That I, is a problem because those people have made it, theoretically. You know what I mean? Those people literally, against all odds, are part of the 1% of the 1%. Yeah, who the got most their competitive skin. industry in the world. Most and I, competitive, yeah. most subjective because it's art. And I will say and, for myself, like, I want to get in this fucking business, and I, which I got in when I was too old but still young. And I wasn't in my teens. And I wanted to fucking get filthy rich from auditioning or whatever, trying to get a job for 10 years. And then when I finally get it, I want to get filthy rich and I want to get filthy rich for life. Even if I just get residuals and then I keep working and now I'm at some horror con because I put my titties out in a movie. Whatever it is, they do deserve to be filthy rich because they didn't work for 10 or 15 years. They worked and, and worked sure, and worked. And, and they're not even fighting to be as filthy rich as Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher. Correct. Are. But they want at, to at least. Loose estimates are Bill is worth at least 120 million. Oh. Um, and I don't have an issue with that because it's capitalism and it's not like, right. you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like there's a ton of people getting paid a lot more than that to do a lot less. 
You know what I mean? So, and at, and at loose estimate, she's worth 100 to 120. So the idea that you think an actor who was a support, a major supporting role on, let's say, a show like The Gilmore Girls, a huge, massive hit that massive. made many of the people involved multimillionaires. Still. And then a huge, massive it. hit on streaming and residuals. Yeah. And the actors from that are receiving zero money. They are lucky if they saved up and they're living in a one-bedroom apartment and, you know, and able to afford to get their eight-year-old car fixed. Yeah, and they're going, they they're, they're like teaching like fucking spin class. Right. But these are people who spent a decade on, on a huge you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in profit, spent a decade, integral parts of it, not five and unders, not extras, not two episode arc people. And, and in many cases, they had a show like that. Then they had another show 10 years later. Then they did a bunch of movies. And they're still barely at working class level in it's America. That's unsustainable. That's unsustainable because those people have hit the lottery three times. And I don't even care if I fucking wrote, exactly, if I wrote on Game of Thrones, bitch, I don't want to work again. And if I will, I will decide that I will, but I can live modestly on my Game of Thrones fucking income because I did hit the lottery. You know what I mean? Everyone should make $100 million. Exactly. If you get to work on a hit show and you work really hard, it used to be that you had enough money to buy a one or two bedroom bungalow. And if you saved your money and you invested properly and you didn't live like a fucking lunatic, you could float yourself for the next five or 10 years until your next big project. And that has to be how it is because it's so competitive. It It has to be how it is because that's how art works. And it's so, so competitive. You can't just work... and making nothing and then finally hit the lottery like you said and then not survive on that for a while right. i know people <laughs> i know people who worked on golden girls when they were in their 20s mm. they worked as a junior writer they worked as an associate director and then a director of episodes you know what i mean so they certainly worked their way up on that show you know that show but they still make enough quarterly from residual checks because yep. of the balance of that show that I'm thinking of one guy in particular. He has a beautiful home in North Hollywood with a backyard and a pool. He has enough money that he never has to worry, you know, now that he's in his late 50s, early 60s. He doesn't have to worry. You know, he lost his partner, you know, years ago. They were able to cover the medical bills because of all, like, all those kinds of things. And that's because the guy spent years working on a hit show that is worth a lot of money and makes everyone a lot of money. But he still made a lot of money off of it, as he should have. That's the way it should be. He worked on it. He and that's worked what we want. on it. We want that for auto workers. We want it for Amazon right. workers. We want it for everyone. Everybody should share the wealth. It should be the kind of Pay thing where us you're, you're working what your you ass owe off. Us. Yeah. We are the ones who make the work. If we have no problem, we are like, no one is taking issue with the fact that the head of a studio could be. 35 years old they weren't even alive when golden (laughs) girls was being made but they purchase golden girls and run it on their network and they make a lot of profit off of it they are also allowed to keep you know their percentage of that profit we have no issue with that although they also didn't do anything to make that work nothing all they did was buy a used retail product that still had tremendous value and then continued to profit off So if that is legal, which it should be, because, again, that's how the commercialization of art works, 
the idea that you're like, oh, well, the way we'll keep more profit is if we just stop paying all the people who made it in the first place. No. <laughs> just no. And one final thing with Drew. The thing with Drew that was really pathetic is I, I think I think and this is not to defend her in any way because she's a grown ass woman and she needs to start acting like it. But the truth is. I would say it's fair to look at her from the outside and say this is somebody who still needs a tremendous amount of love and approval <laughs> from from people around her. And I and I think the the powers that be at her network were very wily and went in there and said, you know what? Like everything that she said in her initial statement sounded so much like validations that were given to her by the network right it was like regurgitated she would have thought of herself not how she really felt but the the justification for the action but what was really shocking to me is when she then you know responded and was like i know i've hurt people and i can't fix you know my decision i knew was going to be complicated she's like there you know there's nothing i can do to help soothe this i reposted her post on instagram and i was like Actually, there is. You could take your entire scab check every week (laughs) and give it to the WGA funds to help the writers that you're keeping out of work. You know what I mean? Like pay pay their mortgages. You could also just flat out pay your writers. Yeah. You have a you have a hundred you have a hundred million dollars. I guarantee you it wouldn't even take her whole check to say I will just pay my writers independently. Yeah, like Taylor Swift. I will pay whatever the WGA says. Yeah. I will pay so that these people can come back to work so we can show that it's sustainable. And the other thing is, or you could have said to your network, you could have put on your big gal panties, like we all have to do sometimes, and you could have said to your network, I'm a huge fucking star, and I'm not going to do this to these people. These people only have power because they are a collective, a union, and their power is only sustainable if the artists who reach great positions stand by them, the whole purpose of trying to bring back these talk shows in particular and talk shows that are under WGA contract, the whole point of this from the producing side, from the producers association side is to prove that you can work around the union and the union can't bite that. Mm -hmm. The whole point was to prove that if you can get the wealthiest and most successful members of your unions and your most successful allies to give in a little bit, you can drag the strike on to the point where everybody is bankrupt and homeless. You know what I mean? And so that was absolutely the producer's nefarious intent. Um, But I'm actually really proud. I'm shocked that Bill gave in. I think he gave in because now he realizes he will absolutely look like the worst person, which he already is. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like, I think he didn't want to now be the, the the lone man standing. Like all of the women have backed down. All of the people of color have backed down. All of the wise people have realized they might've made a mistake and walked that back in good for that. Like, I don't think we should kick Drew Barrymore in the cunt for, the, for all time now. You know what I mean? I mean, I do because... think that's nice of you, Brad, that you're like, 
let's well, let's like let her, them for instance, bow out. I also don't think she has a track record of being a douche to everybody. I do though. feel it's so douchey though that her and Jennifer Hudson so and Bill Maher tried to fucking come correct and be like, oh, "We're gonna do it." And it's like, "Oh, you are okay," and then cry well, the next listen, day. It's like, what the fuck? Again, I and now I'd like to see them. Now that they walk the show back, I'd like to see Drew on those picket lines. I'd like to see Drew throwing some money yeah. towards the emergency relief funds. I'd yeah. like to see that of Bill, too. And Bill certainly does. I mean, Bill does have a track record of giving millions of dollars away to legitimate political causes. To You know what I mean? To fund, yeah. Like, and so he should do that now, too. You know what I mean? But the truth is, for Drew, again, this is a situation where money does talk. Yep. This, like solidarity matters and the union pulling together and all. But the fact of the matter is there are plenty of actors and writers and artists and allies to our unions who have donated significant amounts of money, especially based on their income bracket. And, and we haven't seen the people like the Drew Barrymore's do that. Steven Spielberg um, did it. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like if you have over a hundred million dollars, like, yeah, you it isn't get... enough to just release a tweet saying I stand by my unions when the strike has gone on this long. Yeah. When you know people are losing their homes. Yeah. When you know, you know what I mean? When you know people are having trouble paying their bills. Like, and people you have worked with. Drew Barrymore has been in this business since she was five years old. She knows thousands of writers, tens of thousands of actors. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, there is something to be said for, you know, you, you have all this money. And not only did you have to be publicly browbeaten into doing the <laughs> right thing, but, but then you, you're not going to take that. Like, Because, again, it's just an easy PR thing. Like, it's an easy PR fix for someone to come in and say, give a million dollars to the WGA fund right now. Yeah. You want to know how quickly everyone will just fucking let it go if you gave a million. You know what I mean? Like, and you know it's worth it. I mean, I just you know don't, it's worth it. I don't even see the initial mistake. I live in Burbank. I drive by with the biggest eye roll. My eyes are in the back of my skull. I'm like, oh, fuck <laughs> off. And I would never... Have right. ever I like literally I'm like I Julie's the one who told me like Drew Barrymore is going to come back and I was like what yeah I, <laughs> I was shocked I was shocked and listen th- the reason why she's getting so much attention is because the networks weren't stupid to focus on her no one was shocked when Bill Maher said he would come back yeah. and nobody asked for a, for a justification they were banking on Drew's likability if they could get her on board with coming back. They were banking on her likability making hating her and hating all the talk show hosts very complex. Mm -hmm. I I think they drastically overestimated. I think also because this is now happening fucking 900 days into the strike. Right. So like if Drew was going to, if they were all coming back and we'd only been on strike for 35 days, People would be pissed off, but people would be like, okay, blah, 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 blah. There's no more mincing. There's no more gray area when, you know, when it's being released, when it's being leaked that members of the producers association are saying we need to bleed these people dry. We need them to be homeless. Yeah. And it's clear they're not negotiating. That is a violent act. That is a violent act. Demanding that your association 
hold their ground until people are homeless in your industry is a terrorist act that i mean you you might i mean that you are you are mentally ill if that's how you live in the world yeah you like you cannot run even though this country insists on doing it you cannot run a healthy business or a healthy society based solely on the art of war and i think they chose drew because they thought everyone would go oh but you know what it is a lot of crew you want to employ as if the writers and the actors don't want the crew to go back to work too like yeah that whole, that whole chestnut of like the crews and the and the craft services it's like we know that we, we know how the industry we works know the, we know and we know them better than you know them and a, they all get paid more by the way and they all get paid more and every they all get crew paid more. They that's all, right so we get and it listen, and they can continue to work i mean listen you need an equal amount of crew for reality competition and non-union work as well you know that's what i right. mean and unscripted so yep. the fact of the matter yep. is there's still a lot of unscripted being made. A lot of unscripted is being purchased right now, you know, in anticipation of Q1 of next year. Um, and and the fact of the matter is crews will be able to work on those. Food services yep. are able to work. Yeah, when Bill Maher's like, and I don't want to trivialize this at all, but when he's like, oh, it's the b- below the line workers, which one also deserve to make more. That's this all right? this raises the, the, the bottom line for everyone. But and now you're going to talk about hair and makeup who will go work on fucking YouTube videos. Right. They will go right. do reality. But- and you have, the, you have the gall to mention below-the-line workers when the whole point of this is you're treating your above-the-line workers yep. exactly. worse than your below-the-line yeah. workers. And the only reason you treat them as well as they do because their union has been exceptionally strong in fighting for their rights for the last hundred years. Yeah. Literally. The fact of the matter is sag after the WGA are also in this position because over the last 20 years of contracts, they went way to they went way past the middle of the table in a lot of those negotiations to make to prevent strikes from happening or to end strikes early. So the fact of the matter is there's also a lot of backup ish backed up issues that have now come to a head. You know, the, the fact that we still have something called new media contracts. It's oh not new God. media. The Internet is from the 90s. Yeah. New half media. The people, mm. Half the people greenlighting shit at Netflix weren't born when the Internet was was a new media contract. Mm, 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 yeah. So, like, there is no there is no ju- the fact that any of our unions didn't within the last 20 years say the internet and streamers need to come under the same jurisdiction as all of our work because it's still the same fucking work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, there's nothing just indistinguishable from the way you make a Netflix TV show versus an NBC TV show versus a movie, you know, versus a, a movie for YouTube versus a fucking something you watch on your phone. They are all literally made the same way. Mm-hmm. You need the crew, you need craft services, you need union reps, you need, you know what I mean? You need directors, cinematographers, producers, agents, every single person is involved. Yep. And yet we still pretend like, well, but, but if, if you access it through a Roku box, then it's like the wild west. <laughs> no, no. With that said, Brad, we love you so much. I love you. All of our 14 listeners know you and love you. <laughs> But tell oh, yeah. hi Jen. But tell everyone. <laughs> I know where, one of you. Yeah, tell everyone where they can find you, your stand-up specials, 
Like you can you, you can find me in the handicap stall of most West Hollywood bathrooms. <laughs> Uh, talking about these subjects and more, but faster, even. Uh, and to sometimes no one at all. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, my last special is on all the video on demand platforms. It's Amazon Prime, Apple TV, all that. It's called Brash Boys Club. It's me and two great younger queer comedians. Um, let's see what else do I have going on. You can catch me on every Atlantis events, uh, LGBT charter cruise and resort events. We have two more coming up this year, L.A. to Mexico and our Asia cruise um, and bradlocally.com. If you type in gay, Brad, gay comedian, all my shit comes up because there's not that many of us. Follow me on Insta. That's it for this episode of the Dumb Gay Podcast. Thank you guys for listening to our dumb, gay, stupid fucking podcast. (laughs) We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about dumb gay world events, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Please, please, please. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this one. Uh, Starting two weeks ago, we've been doing three patreon podcasts a week every week they're all an hour there's no politics no ads no structure and no rules um it's just supposed to be stress-free mindless fun if you haven't tried it please give it a chance it's not like anything you're listening to there's no hot takes there's no hot fucking topics we're not trying to dunk on anyone or expose anyone or do anything. We're just being authentic and random and have a laugh. And you can either pick to watch them on video. That's correct. Or audio. Yeah, you can do either or. I mean, literally, you can do either or. You can subscribe for only a dollar. You get one podcast a week for one dollar, three podcasts a week for two dollars, three hour long podcasts two a week for two dollars, two dollars a week. Or you can get three video podcasts a week for $3. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to hundreds of hours of timeless back podcasts. There's a list pinned to the top of the feed of all of our most popular episodes. But a lot of people like to start at our very first Patreon episode from back in 2017 and listen all the way up to now. There is a link in the description of this episode for uh, a free patreon episode so if you just go into the description there's a link um below this podcast um or you can go to julianbrandy.com or and there's a button on every page that says click to listen to our free patreon episode or you can just google julian brandy patreon it's super super easy to find we really really (laughs) want you guys to try it out it can be really soothing it you know it's three hours a week whether it's audio or video and it's there for you it can become an addiction that's what we (laughs) want it to be we want to be the friends in your head while you're showering while you're cleaning while you're driving while you're moving while you're fucking not able to sleep 
every single problem we have we have all of those problems yeah we don't help our own problems but we have <laughs> other people to do that that's what we want to be for you that's why we're doing this that's right and as always it's been real and it's been fun but mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb and Brad Lokely, Mimo. Chardonnay. <laughs> ring, ring, Chardonnay. <laughs> so dumb. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dine because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up. By the way I look, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual. Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom. <laughs>